A reading from God So Close. Experience a life awakened to His Spirit. Today I know much more about the Holy Spirit, whom I encountered that night all those years ago. While my experience was pure, the scriptural understanding I gained over the decades that followed made what I knew of God even more secure. I learned who the Holy Spirit revealed Himself to be in the Word. I learned how He moved throughout history and the early church. And I learned what the Spirit's role is in the life of the believer and the church. But that one encounter with God taught me something else. I learned that one moment in God's presence can do more to transform a person's life than a thousand moments simply hearing about Him. I am certain that when a person meets God and discovers He isn't just out there, but is a real loving friend who comes close and speaks directly to us, we become unsatisfied with simply talking about Him. Just as you might expect if you were to walk into a room and meet Jesus, when the Spirit of God is in the room, faith rises, hope rushes in, joy overflows, peace rests, strength comes, determination ignites. When we meet the Spirit of the everlasting God, everything changes. Because he isn't just a feeling, he is God. Heartlifters, today we welcome back Becky Thompson, the author of God So Close Experience a Life Awakened to His Spirit. And we continue our conversation that we began last time, reimagining our relationship to the Holy Spirit. Becky offered this question What does it mean? to live a life awakened to his spirit. And she talked with us about that choice of the word to in the subtitle. Should it be to his spirit or by his spirit? And she clarified that when we say we are awakened to his spirit, it means that we then become very aware. It's very personal, very aware of the reality that God is with us. So we pick up our conversation today where Becky and I left off and we were beginning to really talk about the Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Trinity. And I wanted to turn to John 16, because this is the part of scripture, the beautiful exhortation that Jesus speaks to his disciples before he goes to the cross, before he's leaving them to go back to his father, he has a very important message, a very empowering message to tell them. So we're going to start at the beginning of John 16 and work our way to verse 16. I am telling you all of this so that you may avoid the offenses that are coming. You see, he's giving them a warning. The time will come when they will kick you out of the synagogues because some believe God desires them to execute you as an act of faithful service. They will do this because they don't know the Father, or else they would know me. I'm telling you all this so that when it comes to pass, you will remember what you have heard. It was important for me to give you this information in the beginning when I was with you. But now I'm going to the one who has sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? 
I know that hearing news like this is overwhelming and sad, but the truth is that my departure will be a gift that will serve you well. Because if I don't leave, the great helper, that's how the voice interprets that. The King James, other versions say the comforter. The comforter, the great helper will not come to your aid. When I leave, I will send him to you. When he arrives, he will uncover the sins of the world, expose unbelief as sin, and allow all to see their sins in the light of righteousness for the first time. This new awareness of righteousness is important because I'm going to the Father and will no longer be present with you. The Spirit, the Comforter, the Great Helper will also carry my judgment because the one who rules in this world has already been defeated. I have so much more to say, but you cannot absorb it right now. The spirit of truth, the comforter, will come and guide you in all truth. The great helper will not speak his own words to you. He will speak what he hears, revealing to you the things to come and bringing glory to me. The spirit has un limited access to me. Wow. (laughs) Underline that. The Spirit has unlimited access to me, to all that I possess and know, just as everything the Father has is mine. That is the reason I am confident He will care for my own and reveal the path to you. For a little while, you will not see me, But after that, a time will come when you will see me again. Once again, it seems Jesus is talking in such riddles and such mystery. This is the beauty. This is what I love about my relationship to God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that there is constant revelation. And as we have already said, it's not just knowledge. It's just a vital relationship to each part of the Holy Trinity. And today we are focusing in on the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the great helper. When you look up comforter in the Greek, it comes from the root parakletos, parakletos, parakletos. And that means called to one's side, to one's aid, the capability or adaptability for giving aid. Parakletos is the one who pleads another's case. And Parakletos, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, leads us, you and me, to a deeper knowledge of the gospel truth and gives divine strength that's needed to enable us to undergo trials and persecutions on behalf of the kingdom of God. Oh, Heartlifter, let's lean in to this beautiful, beautiful conversation. And if this Easter season does anything, may it lead us into a deeper understanding and a deeper relationship to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, 
we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. This yeah. is the experience of the Holy Spirit in the church today. Mm-hmm. And he's crowded into a corner and he's only it welcome is. at certain times. And Very much silenced. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I just think it's so important that we break this <sighs> shell that we've placed around him to contain him and say, I want to know what it looks like to walk down this prairie path. Yes. A relationship with you. I the want to tall cut that grasses, road. Yeah. Yes, the tall grasses without wagon marks. Yes. Um, what does your, you know, knowing that scripture is the guide and just yes. because, you know, it's so important to say, well, are you, are you, or sorry, it's not important to say, it's important to clarify mm-hmm. that a road of relationship with the Lord is not one that is divergent from scripture. No. It is never. only di- it's never, it has to be mm-hmm. outlined in the word of God does. and but, verified. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it is often untraveled and mm-hmm. that's the difference. Scripture outlines it, but few walk down it. That's and so that's good. where we Becky. begin to pioneer saying, I will walk mm-hmm. and I will show the way because this is what Jesus said was good. And if he called it mm-hmm. good, Better yeah. for him to leave so the Holy Spirit can come, then I want to know the Spirit in his fullness. Yeah, it's his imprint. It's it's Jesus said, I, I have to leave. <laughs> I, I must go. <laughs> so that yes. you can experience this third yes. person of the Trinity, my you know, yes. the Holy Spirit. You I, I've got to go. So in the in let's say we have some listeners who, who have been a part of um a table that the Holy Spirit has not been invited into perhaps who Becky, how would you describe the Holy Spirit? You've already done it in many ways, but if, you know, if someone asked you, Becky, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, um, first, I mean, I've, I've clarified that he's a person, you know, he's a person just without the confines of a body. Really simply the way I tell my kids is you are not your body. You live in a body. You have hands and feet and face and a mind, but you are a spirit. And I know this because scripture says that when this body wears out, we can't wear it anymore. We go to heaven and the same spirit gets a new body in heaven. So you are still you in heaven. (laughs) You are still you in heaven, but you are in a new body. And so likewise, the spirit of God is spirit without the confines of a body. So he's still a person. Scripture says he has a mind. He has a will. Mm -hmm. He has emotions. He teaches, he guides, he has a voice. He has all of these attributes of personhood without being Mm -hmm. trapped in skin. And so when you say, and you ask me, how do I, how do I tell the listener who says, I haven't met him though. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know what this looks like. I've heard about him. I've heard about him, but (laughs) I don't know. I want to, I want to ask this. How would your heart respond if Jesus were to walk into the room with you right now? You're listening in your car. You're listening in your home. You're listening at your desk. You're on a walk. Wherever you are, if Jesus himself were to walk up to you, how would you, how would you respond? That is the same experience of the Holy Spirit. And here's why. There can be no disunity among the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and have them be perfectly one. So when the Holy Spirit shows up, he feels 
like Jesus. He sounds like Jesus. He is the spirit who was within Jesus with you, without the, without the confines of Jesus flesh around him, you know, it's just, he's there with you. And so really, I, I believe the beginning of knowing the Holy spirit is realizing that you do already know him. You know him as you know, Jesus, he's not different in a sense that he feels different or Mm -hmm. sounds different. He is he is so much like Jesus that when he comes, he reveals Jesus to you. It is through the Holy spirit that Jesus is made known to you. Mm -hmm. And so, so true. So if you've, if you've given your heart to Jesus and you Mm -hmm. say, I love you. And I, I do have a relationship with you. This is the same experience as the Holy spirit. But when the Holy spirit comes, there's just, there's a confidence and an assurance and a power. Um, yes. Yes. And I think that's so important to, to Yeah. The out. power. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, I wasn't going to go here, but I just wanted to say, um, you know, I was raised Catholic and then I was introduced to a charismatic Bible study on my college campus. And I just remember uh, my friend inviting me and standing around and thinking people were, you know, praying and singing in Spanish in another language. And it was actually the power of the speaking in tongues and, and all uh-huh. of that. And I was just so, I, I like you walking down that aisle at 10 years old, I remember being uh, 20, standing in that space and feeling so peaceful and so mm-hmm. close. The atmosphere in that space was just like, what is this? And I, I remember receiving Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then about six months later, someone t- saying to me, you know, I want to share with you the power of the Holy Spirit and 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 speaking in tongues. And um, I've never shared this publicly on podcasts, but I am today because I it, love your bravery for today. I'm do being that. so Thank brave, you. Becky. <laughs> but you know, it was February 7th, 1981, mm-hmm. biggest day of my life. It was the day of my sorority formal that night, and um, I was in charge of it, and I had become a Christian my senior year in college, and here I am not drinking or doing all that stuff, but I'm in charge of the big party of the year. Uh, But I went up to the upper room in our student center, and this young man um, shared with my best friend and I uh, the power of the Holy Spirit and, and what that looked like and how that felt, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I will say to you, and the reason I share this is because um, I'm not getting into any theology about you, you know, any mm-hmm. of the things, yep. but I remember distinctly uh, going back to my room, feeling like I was floating on air. Yep. It was, <laughs> it was emotional yet not, it was an experience. It was a presence. It was mm-hmm. not emotion led by, you know, emotion in the sense in a bad way. Um, but I remember going back to my sorority room, it was a corner room and uh, opened my Bible. And the first, it was the first time in the six months of me becoming a deeper follower of Christ um, that it was like the word came alive. Yeah. I remember that distinction. Mm-hmm. And, and from that moment on, it was like the word, I couldn't get enough. And so I, I know that you write a lot about this in, in, God so close. You write in chapter seven, the God who speaks. Mm-hmm. And then you write in chapter 11, the prophetic word. We do not have a t- enough time to dig deep into all of that, but I would love for you just to um, maybe 
continue on in that how, why, why would the word of God so suddenly begin to speak to me after receiving the power of the Holy Spirit come upon me that day? And I remember the date that I went to my sorority formal with, because I wasn't going to go, but I had this lovely young Christian guy and he's like, let's go. He could great dancer. We'll just dance. But I was like, I got, you know, I was just like on fire and I was so excited. And I was just like, something happened to me today. And I just wanted to tell the whole world. And, you know, it was just, what is it about the Holy spirit that, that maybe invites us into hearing the word of God with new ears. Um, and what is that prophetic word that you talk about? Now that's a loaded question, Becky Thompson. And I'm just asking you to give us a little tiny bit. <laughs> I love it. I was, I, you know, as you were talking, I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent. I picked up my phone cause I was looking for in, I was trying to look up the scripture and I'm so sad that I can't even think of it off the top of my head, but there is a scripture. I think it's in Corinthians mm-hmm. and you can maybe add it in here I later will. if you, if you, will. but the, but the scripture is that the world cannot understand the things of the spirit because it neither sees him nor knows him. I feel like I'm mixing two scriptures, but it's okay. I'll the, find them. <laughs> you'll find it. But the idea, the idea, Janelle, is that the spirit teaches us about spiritual things. That the spirit teaches yes. us using spirit taught words. That That's sounds it. like Paul and Romans. It does. That sounds That's like Paul it. and Romans. It does. Um, and and the idea is this. When you, anybody can, I, I wrote about this in the book and that's why I'm trying to grab my mind around this I, particular idea. I can but, add it in. I have it right here in front of me and I will add you? some passages. Yes. Um, okay, good. Okay. I think it's here. Let me pull it open. Let's pull it open. We can take edit. a moment. Yes. It'll <laughs> just take a second. Okay. Heartlifters. That was so much fun. We were having a little Bible sword drill there, but I did find it. Becky was right. It is in first Corinthians two. I'm going to start reading from verse nine. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. The spirit searches all things even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That's who Jesus was talking about in John 16, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom. There it is. But in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. 4 verse 16, who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Most important here is that we do not speak in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught 
words. What a promise. Paul is really expounding on what we listened to in the beginning here with Jesus sharing in John 16 and teaching his disciples. Perhaps there are mysteries in your life, spiritual realities that you just you just can't comprehend, you can't break through, you cannot get to it. Well, I encourage you. I was brave today. I was brave. I was brave here in this podcast and shared my story of receiving the power of the Holy Spirit all those 40 years ago and how that experience transformed and gave me, as we read about in Parakletos, it enabled me, it empowered me, it gave me, it awakened that capacity, that capability, and that adaptability for understanding the mysteries of God, the words of God and the ways of God. I hope this is encouraging you. Let's get back to this conversation. You know, there's a place in my book where I talk about the different ways that God speaks to us. Yes. Um, he speaks to our eyes and he speaks to our ears and he speaks to our hearts. But I make I make it very clear that one of the most obvious ways that God speaks to us today is through his word. And, you know, that doesn't just mean words on the page, but through the inspiration of the Holy spirit, as we read the Holy scriptures, um, first Corinthians two 14 actually says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Yeah, there Um, it is. There, it, there is. it is. Yeah. And so we can't understand. None of us could understand what God has been teaching us in the word without the Holy Spirit explaining it to us. I love the and way you explain this, Becky. It's page 117 for those of you who are going to be holding this book <laughs> or reading <laughs> idea, it on Kindle. <laughs> the idea is that the Holy Spirit isn't just the speaker. He is also the interpreter. He is helping us hear as he is helping us speak. And so there is nothing spiritual about our lives that God isn't involved in. Mm-hmm. There is nothing, and, and I say that, maybe I should clarify, there is nothing about the Holy Spirit's uh, work in our lives that happens apart from the Holy Spirit working yeah. in our lives. And so anybody can pick up the Bible, Janelle, and read the words. But That's I right. love how you shared that it came alive in you because the Spirit of God was alive in you. He was teaching you in spiritual words with spiritual realities. Spiritual language. Yes, yes. What the Holy Spirit actually meant when he said those words. Yes. Um, it and does so give that. you a, a an interpretive nature. It it increases your capacity. I think I would say today, it it is enlarged my capacity to um, discern and to interpret, like you say. And I think even to this day, you know, one thing, Becky, that um, and then I've got to let you go. But one <laughs> thing that I feel so many today are just so afraid you know, and we've mentioned it already before, perfect love cast out all fear. And in first John four verses seven through 21, I've just been ruminating over and over on those because I think a, an undercurrent or an under 
pinning that needs to come before we even explore more of God is to really receive and know his love, Mm -hmm. to really know and believe that he loves us. Because when we know and believe, it says in, in those passages, then perfect love will cast out the fear of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I just know in several of the traditions that I was in, they were just, they were just so afraid of the spirit of God, like you were saying. And so today I just want to invite, if you would allow me, Becky, as we close, I'm just going to read page 118 and 119. Let's pray. You're such a beautiful prayer warrior. And I love that. And you write, Father God, thank you for being the God who speaks. Bring to our remembrance all the moments like he just did for me. He took me back 41 years. Wow. When I was on the threshold of my life at 20. Bring to our remembrance all the moments we have heard from you in the past. Oh, Heartlifter, I want him to do that for you. Help us use those times to train, and I'll even add retrain, our spiritual senses to perceive when you are speaking today. We know that we were made to hear from you, that you desire to speak to us, and your word says we do hear you. We want to be confident that you have spoken. Like Samuel, we say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Strengthen us to be not simply hearers of your voice, but also followers of your presence. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Becky, your word is a timely word in due season. I believe this global pandemic, personally, for me, I have been in the wilderness by choice. I um, believe God called me. I don't know if you feel that way, Um, but I want to emerge from this time of forced quarantining, lockdown, I want to emerge, and I believe he is calling an army of women to emerge from this time empowered by the Spirit of God. Because the, the, the world needs that. That's what I think. Becky, any final thoughts before I let you go, you beautiful young woman of God who is has really honored us with your presence today? Any closing thoughts? Nope. <laughs> I just okay. Wait, I just I want to say thank you. I just I think I have been heart lifted, and I oh. you have such a beautiful community, and I love the way you speak okay. to them and thank with you. them. So thank you for inviting me into mm-hmm. your community today. It's been thank an honor you for giving and- me a chance to speak. Yeah. My goodness, your story has impacted us and we are going to press in. And as I like to say, we're just going to take a big old swim in the river of Zao living water because that is where Christ is inviting us all to go so that we can offer we can offer the power of the Holy Spirit in our presence in our spheres of influence. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.